The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 104. Wow. Yeah. We are going to be <laughs> like, we, we we have that same reaction every single time. It's episode 103. Wow, I can't believe we made it this long. Oh, yeah. 102. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like we're at the point now where we're just waiting each other out. Well, I'm just you know, on autopilot at the beginning, you know. Wow. See, see, see who's going to crack first and quit. Is gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, today we are going to be talking about the brand new film, Hereditary, which is not really a B-movie, but we'll get into that later. And uh, mm-hmm. as far as books go, it is How to Leave Your Body in Other Strange Tales by Christopher Maxim. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you? I don't know. You see that new How to Train Your Dragon trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched those. You? Really? Mm-mm. They are very good. Really? Like, I should, yeah. like, because I'm really burnt out of a lot of the kids' movies that Gwen's into. So, Dude, no lie. They're really good. Dude, quit lying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a habit. But, like, um... How to Train Your Dragon 2 is essentially uh, the dark night of kids' movies. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I'm not even joking. Huh. And so this is part three? This I thought is part there were three. more than that. Oh, I guess I'm thinking of the TV show, too. There's a TV show, and I think there's, like, one, like, made-for-TV movie. Like, mm. you know, or, like, direct-to-video spinoff thing. I think. Yeah. It could just all be TV show. Um. But the TV show is like technically canon, but I don't think you need it because I've never even seen it. So who cares? And you're the biggest fan. Well, I am. I, 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 the two I of am us, the, you definitely the, are. The biggest fan of that movie on this show. <laughs> yeah. You're you're our resident expert. Yeah. Um, Of all things dragon. <laughs> I mean, honestly, true. <laughs> anyway. Um, I guess. But... I have seen Dragonheart several times. You know, I'm really not into dragon movies. I don't know why. Huh. Because um, you have you have no heart. That's you, what it is. You're not a child anymore. You've lost that whimsy and wonder. Yeah. I feel like as a kid, you never even had it. <laughs> what? The whimsy and wonder. <laughs> just always cynical. Yeah, you've just always been been kind of a cynical dude. <laughs> no, I mean I'm happy. I'm I'm yeah. But. I didn't say you weren't happy. <laughs> just happy. I just said even as a child, you never had that childlike wonder. <laughs> even as a child, you never sparkled truly. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Never sparkled. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. So this week, uh, the new trailer, unless you want to talk about how to train your dragon more or how I mean, I- I'm always down for talking more about how to train your dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, the trailer for the new Halloween film dropped. Yeah. Looks great. What are your thoughts? It looks great. Um, it's so it basically makes it's, uh, Sequel to the nineteen seven. It was seventy eight, right? Yeah, nineteen. I think yeah, so we'll be fine with that. It like supersedes all other sequels and remakes. Yes. And me and Peach in the car yesterday, we were talking about uh, the fact that I mean, ne- neither of us really are Rob Zombie Halloween fans at all. But mm-hmm. like, just rewatching the original Halloween, tonally, Zombie couldn't have missed the mark further. You know. Like, it was so yeah. subdued and so, like, uh, trashy, you know, mm-hmm. that just tonally he could not have missed it further. And so this one just looks so much so much more, like, uh, tonally on point with the first one. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, really excited. I like that it appears that there's, uh, that he's, like, made a cult out of the uh, inmates. Yeah. And, um... It doesn't appear really to dwell in the supernatural uh, or anything well, like I that. I don't know if it's, if it's so much of a cult, but it seems like he's in not just a like supermax type style. It looks like he's in sort of a maximum security insane asylum. Yeah. And everybody else is just like crazy. Yeah. You know, so kind of like the I mean, Joker like, did with Arkham Asylum, right? It's It's just like... I was going to say, like, if Clint was here, he would say how, like, psychotics are more in tune to, like, the zeitgeist, right? Or the collective consciousness. Uh-huh. And so they would just pick up on the fact that he's, like, you know, um, I, I don't want to say important, <laughs> but he's got, you know, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess. He's a leader. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they're just kind of picking up on his not really supernatural mojo, but just regular mojo. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it turns supernatural, but it doesn't appear to be, you know, like in yeah. the later movie, like the latter movies, he was like brought forth by a cult and like all sorts of stuff. You know, that's not this. This is he was a crazy kid uh, that, you know, he was a kid that murdered his family, came back on Halloween Killed, uh, you know, Laura Strode's friends, and then uh, at the end, Donald Pleasance got him. <laughs> Not Loomis, Donald Pleasance. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, got him, and that's where we're at <laughs> here, you know? Yeah, well, except for it's like, you know, it's been real-time amounts of time since then. Yeah. So, you know, 40 years, right? And, yeah, it. I like that idea. I like that it's not playing up the supernatural angle yeah no i do too um you know I, halloween's not my favorite of those older franchises at all like i'm much more of i love friday the 13th because you can throw them on without getting like you know it, not invested. If, you're, if you're about to say bogged down in a timeline or canon <laughs> with uh, with friday the 13th you are wrong sir <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. You can just throw them on, and it doesn't matter. Like they're all silly. Yeah. You know, it's like, like kid. You know, like teenagers have sex and then they die. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. You know, uh, you smoke yeah. weed, you're in, dead. You know, in a way, those are kind of like, um, like 
abstinence after school specials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, pretty much, and, they're you know, puritanical. It's something that, like, yeah, it's something that the the local church would play. You know? Yeah, which is weird because I've never seen them played at a church. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Maybe you're just going to the wrong churches. But okay, so those are fun. Nightmare on Elm Streets are probably my favorite, even though I'm not sure that I even enjoy them as much as Friday the 13th. But I like <laughs> Freddy the character better than Jason yeah. the character. Yeah. But damn, I love them both. But Halloween was always a distant film in in terms of the franchise to me. I, I just have never been that invested. But I like the first three. Yes, the first three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even the you know part three which so dumb but but yeah uh so i'm really actually excited to see them retconning out all the other stuff and you know and i'm actually excited to see now that the timeline is even more complex (laughs) (laughs) now there's like three diverging paths Well, yeah, I mean, but it that's one thing that I do like about comic books. When something doesn't work, you're not stuck with it. They just reboot it or just write it out. That didn't happen. This is what happened. You yep, know? unless you're Savage Dragon. Oh, is it still the same? Continuity? Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's one thing I do respect about comic books. And this appears to have that same logic. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny that you respect that about comic books. Because for most people, that's the worst part. Well, uh, uh most people that read comics yeah, yeah i mean i don't read comics so it's like yeah. like i i respect being able to just oh that didn't work gone you know yeah. no i see where you're coming from but uh, yeah i'm sure if i read comics and was invested in a storyline that got retconned i'd be annoyed and yep. i know i would be but there's um, an entire generations of heroes that don't exist anymore yeah <laughs> hmm um. All right. So yeah, uh, we're both excited about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see how David David Gordon Green handles a a horror film. So anyway, yeah. Because uh, what else has he done? He did Snow Angels, which was more of a drama thriller. Uh, he did Pineapple Express. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he did. I, I believe he did quite a few episodes of Eastbound and Down. Um, yeah, he did. Like, uh, I remember, in, like, I remember it was Eastbound and Down, and then I couldn't remember uh, what movie it was that I thought of, but it was Pineapple Express. Speaking of other David Gordon Green related news, he was set to do the Suspiria remake, but he didn't do it. And the Suspiria remake trailer dropped this week. Did you watch it? And looks amazing. God, it looks great. Like, it looks so good. I'm I'm yeah. very excited. Like this is a good week for remakes. <laughs> yeah, and, um, it looks different. Yeah, yeah, like way different. But, but let's not it looks kid ourselves. Good. I love Suspiria. The ending is shit. Right? Like, ooh, I'm the yeah. monster. All right, you're dead. <laughs> like it's just so quick. So hopefully they do something better with that. But I like how they used kind of like uh, the monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like the mother, one of the mothers of witches appears and then just dies like immediately. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they're able to do that better in this. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it okay. just shows up Go. and explodes. 
<laughs> but like, it doesn't even get out its full sentence. It's like, I'm the mop. <laughs> 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 like he still says i'm the monster though that's a, that's an iconic line that yeah, has yeah, yeah. to be there <laughs> uh, no so but i did like how they were able to it looks like an uh, a throwback style i mean oh, hell, yeah, the movie it looks like it was filmed in the 70s but they didn't try to like light it argento like yeah you know they use like lush colors and stuff like that but nowhere near as bright and also not lit like that at least in the trailer which i thought was a very smart move let's not rip it off if if they did that um no one would take their movie seriously and i don't mean seriously like you know they would constantly compare it to the original Mm -hmm. and never give it a chance yeah kind of like the psycho remake yeah the one that was shot for shot the same movie well, there was that one shot where he's touching himself. That was a little yeah. different. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, or the Cabin Fever remake, which was so... Oh God, that annoyed me. Like, yeah. And had, like, uh, Mnuchin's wife in it. Yeah, Louise Linton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... She, she um terrible. Do I... <laughs> She wasn't terrible in it. No, I think I think we when we covered that we liked it, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, liked her, not the yeah, film. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Um, because it was just interesting. Okay, we're not going to do another <laughs> review of Kevin Fever <laughs> in the middle of the news section. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we had, like, a producer or someone to keep us on task, this show would be drastically different. Oh, it would be fired. We'd be fired. <laughs> Just replaced. Yeah, replaced How are you going to replace us on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, thoughts on Suspiria looks good. Both of us I am, agree. I'm super jazzed about it. Yeah. Yeah, to me, like, it really, really just looks like an awesome film. So... Um. Yeah, and other than that, I I really have no. Oh, I've got n- stuff. Okay. Um. So f- f- another thing that we're we're going to talk about, uh, just to keep this trend of remakes going on, mm-hmm. um, or sequels and remakes, uh, the new uh, the new Predator, mm-hmm. right? Had its second its second trailer. I don't know. If, did we talk about the first one? No. I don't think it's so. getting so much hate, and I am super excited for it. <laughs> uh, I believe everything Alien and Predator related gets a lot of hate. Yeah, it does, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like the the super fans of it want to have the same exact movie made every single time, mm-hmm. right? Like I really liked Prometheus and Covenant, right? Um, I I think the original Alien is still one of the scariest movies I've ever seen to me like yeah, still to this day <laughs> like um and and so like I do have hold it in high regard but I don't put it a, like on a pedestal and the same thing about the Predator I love Predator like th- that's a it's you know quintessential action movie right yeah um Predator 2 is great uh, I like the AVPs, um, and 
Predators with a with an S is also great. Okay, um, although that one got a lot of hate too. This one, um, I will defend it because everybody's getting you know up in uh, uh, their feathers ruffled um, because like there's some weird subplot where the predators are. I don't know, manipulating their own DNA or something like that to become better predators. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, that's so dumb. But I think it makes a lot of sense in canon. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But I think I'm going to write like uh, an actual article for our our, um, site about it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Do it. Because like in defense of Predator. Well, I mean... I don't know. I, I'm not a Predator super fan. In fact, up until not that long ago, just a few years back, I'd never fully watched part one all the way. Really? Yeah, I'd seen part two since I was a kid, but I'd never Very fully easy. watched part one. Um, and, I mean, I like it. I'm not a big Predator fan. I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, So I'm not the right person at all to either defend or shit on it. I will shit on some of the Alien films because I don't really... Uh, I don't think anything after part two was good. Like, part three was okay. Okay. Yeah. Part four was terrible. And was so weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, part three is better than I remember it. And I only know this because it yeah. was on TV a while back, and I, I rewatched some of it. And it's it's better than I remember it. Still not that gr- good of a movie at all. Um, but but I honestly think AVP killed a lot because people were expecting, myself included, I, were expecting a lot out of those films. And yeah. I know you liked them, but even even you have to admit that they could have done better shit than they did with. Oh, both of absolutely. Those I'm not saying they're good movies. Yeah. <laughs> No, I got I'm, you. I'm saying I liked them. Yeah, I, well, I liked the second one a lot better than the first, but second one was better. But neither of them were really good. Um, but I think honestly, after that, you know, Prometheus, eh, I, I felt like it was a completely different film. But whatever. But after that, like after those AVP movies, I have zero expectations. I never watched Predators. And oh, dude, Predators I'm, is actually really good. I didn't watch the second Prometheus. What, what was that? Alien? Covenant. Covenant, yeah. Didn't watch that one. So, I don't know. I mean, I hope they're good. I'd like to see... I'd like to see better... Well, I guess right now we're just talking about Predator. <laughs> but yeah. I'd like to see, you know, good films like that. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's just a cash-in. And yeah. I think that that might be where a lot... A lot of lukewarm fans, you know, hate on it probably because of that. And then diehards, you can't please no matter what. Yep. But anyway. yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one one last tiny little bit of thing because it's just an announcement of an upcoming movie mm-hmm. that. Uh, a, okay. So it's a new Sam Raimi movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I heard <laughs> about it. Go ahead. <laughs> called uh bermuda triangle uh-huh. right and it is uh ryan reynolds is set to star uh-huh and in the movie he is said to battle sharks vikings and nazis yep i can't wait what i think they're gonna do is kind of make him an ash type character yeah i could see that so here here's like the the uh plot op- outline 
right? It's like when a massive submarine carries nuclear weapon or carrying nuclear weapons goes missing in the Bermuda Triangle, Commander Vogel enlists the helps of Dr. Fisk, that's who <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is probably going to be, a theoretical physicist who, while using his grandfather's research, opens a wormhole to reveal a mysterious island that is tabited, inhabited by anything lost in the triangle, including sharks, Vikings, and Nazis, in hopes of finding nuclear weapons. So, hold on real quick. How are sharks inhabiting an island? Well, I mean... The Unless Bermuda the triangle. Nazi scientists have made, like, robot shark suits. I would think that that's probably the case. Yeah, it's They're the only Nazi sharks. Thing. Dude, what if they're fully sentient? Like, I mean, not like in the way that animals are, but like with a good, like, coherent consciousness. That would be terrifying because sharks are already scary. Yeah. Huh. This is the first movie Sam Raimi's directed since 2013. What did he do in 2013? Oz the Great and Powerful with James Franco. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. Which I think was the first film that he did since Drag Me to Hell, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, hmm. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah, because Drag Me to Hell was after the uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so- it's not even how you would plural pluralize that. <laughs> um, I have two things real quick, actually. Because oh, one of them was escaping me. The nun, nun news... You know, do we care? Um, like, it, it's coming like next the, week. The Conjuring one? The trailer, yeah, for the Nun standalone movie is coming next week. Do we care? Eh. I mean, um, like, I'll wa- I like the Conjurings. Really? It took me forever to watch them. Um, But, you know, I'm catching up on random horror movies that I just ignored. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get into the Conjuring, but I thought the Conjuring 2 was better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just scarier. And I think we'll we'll actually get into that when we discuss hereditary. Uh but the conjuring bothered spoilers. <laughs> the conjuring bothered for me for our review because <laughs> it was so scary. You know, everything was like, "Oh god, this is the scariest yeah. film made." And then you watch it and it's like, "Uh, oh, there's some I mean, I jumped once or twice." Like mm-hmm. that was about it, you know. But the Conjuring two did actually kind of creep me out. But I will say the difference was I was watching it like I was waking up at like three forty five in the morning, and then I'd work out till like five, mm-hmm. and that's when I watched it. <laughs> it was over two days, like just super late and in the garage or super early, you know, in my garage. So that might have uh, helped boost the ambience of that film. But anyway, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so the nun from it gets a standalone film hopefully it's good she was creepy yeah but i mean that's about it there's nothing to say other than ooh, let's. yeah i mean there's not much to say besides and like for announcements and stuff yeah (laughs) and then the other thing you listen to those new kanye's no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh the, the last thing i had was uh uh you know pretty iconic writer uh brian keen was burned in an accident over the past week Uh, he i believe that they had said that he was released uh out of the hospital it's gonna be a long path going forward and they're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills and as an author 
he doesn't really have uh, health insurance or, or, you know, good health insurance, one of the two. So he has yeah. a GoFundMe, and I was just, you know, if people are listening and they're unaware of this, or if you have any extra money, uh, Google, you know, because I'm not going to actually give like an HTTP slash. Well, blah, blah, we can blah. put it in the we can put it in the show notes. Yeah, okay. So check our show notes if we remember. <laughs> it, well, it's also on our Facebook page, too. Um, so you can go there, too. Yeah. There's a link to it somewhere. Yeah. You know, he's going to need some money. and uh, I, I, think, be, I bet there's a link on his Facebook page as well. Oh, I'm sure. I think last I checked, he was up to $47,000. Um, That's nice. Good job. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, um, donate to it if you can. If you're a fan of you know the Rising or Ghoul or any of his, any of his books, um, you know, check it out. If you're not a fan, just want to help someone out, it's a good worthy cause. So do that. And with that, we will be back with our review of which one do you whichever want? one we're going to do first. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. We are talking how to <laughs> how to exit your body yeah, and did, other strange tales uh, I had to by pull Christopher Magnum. I keep wanting to say how to leave your body, so that's. But yeah. whenever I couldn't remember, I thought of how to train your dragon. That's what made me laugh more than anything. <laughs> how uh, to train your body? <laughs> how to train your dragon body? Um. So how to exit your body? It's real good though. You should watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, so this is by Christopher Maxim with a foreword by Creepy McPasta. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, hey, no, 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 not Creepy McPasta. Creeps. Oh, my bad. Creeps McPasta. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my, my bad. All right. So Christopher Maxim, I, this is the first thing I've ever read by him. Uh, you? Me too. And, yep. uh, it is... A short collection. I don't know. This took about what an hour to read. Maybe. Yeah, not very long. Uh, good bathroom there's, reading. I'll put it that way. There's seven <laughs> short stories in it. Yeah, seven short stories. Uh, with the titular one, "How to Exit Your Body," I believe was the longest. Um, probably. But I mean, I've I've got the contents in front of me, but I don't have like what pages they were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. It doesn't really matter. All right. So this is so much different than what I was expecting. Um, just in terms of, uh, I guess, should we do how we do some collections? Just uh, do a quick summary of each one. Sure. Okay. Let's see. The All right. How to Exit Your Body. Um, it's basically just a story about uh, astral projection, sort of. So yeah, like it's I think like, that's probably the closest. Yeah, like, you can get to about it. Um, and uh, in a nutshell, he and a friend of his loose they follow a guide to lucid dream, uh, and use a, a combination of lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis to astral project, and uh, wackiness ensues from there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, plenty of hijinks. <laughs> um, I discovered the meaning of life. Uh, is the next one and 
It's just uh, kind of a dude scamming people like over the internet like on like ebay mm-hmm. like selling them the meaning of life yeah um, we've all yeah. been there <laughs> yeah we've all hit that rock bottom yeah uh a diner open 25 hours a day that's about a diner open 25 hours a day yeah that's pretty <laughs> imp- <laughs> uh my wife won't stop sleep talking um that's exactly what that does too uh Guy's wife won't quit talking in her sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on. Do, 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 do. Uh, what was the name of this next one? Uh, sorry. Uh, the Axeman's Man's Lullaby. Lullaby. So that's kind of an odd story. Um, it's about a kid and his father. Uh, they His mother had passed away when they were young, and it's just about both of their ways to deal with the mother's death. Uh, never use cheat codes on a Ouija board, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to watch or to read this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like basically using Game Shark codes on a Ouija board to speed up the process of like talking to ghosts. Yep. And if if if, if Game Sharks are still relevant, is is are the kids still using Game Sharks? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I would. I doubt it. But you know, there's there's still cheat codes. You know. Yeah. And then the last one, elevator code, which seemed, you know, like a way to cheat an elevator. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. 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 I would say you remember that last shot of The Shining. Hmm. It, it's that. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that. But, you know, also mixed with that whole elevator game. I don't know if you ever looked into the elevator game. Urban. Is that one of those ones that was like the the Charlie one or whatever with the with the pencils? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Uh, so, anyway. But, all right, before we get into... Well, it makes sense because this guy, like, makes his living on creepypastas. Yeah. Which, can, 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 we, can we talk about that for a second? I hate that term. Creepypasta? Yeah. I mean, I get where it comes from. Copy-paste, copy-pasta, creepypasta. I get it. It's just dumb. Well, I hate, it. I hate so much that it, it's... <laughs> no, yeah. No, I, I just... Yeah, my, whim- my whimsy is starting to dwindle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've lost that spark. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this is... This is really just a collection of Reddit no-sleep posts, kind of. Yeah, Um, and you know you would think that okay you bind them into a collection you do that it's gonna it will be seamless from a lot of uh, you know just normal normal stories normal books but it really still feels like just a reddit post yeah does it to you no yeah I agree like uh, this is gonna come off harsh okay um, but it felt really juvenile. Does, does that does that make sense? You're a dick. <laughs> I know, right? I don't mean it like it's bad, but it just like it. F- I don't know how old this the Christopher Maxim is. He's 14. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you feel bad. I don't know anything about him. No, if if. If he was 14, it would make more sense. Yeah. Um, but, but like it got to the point where I was distracted by how many times he used the word I. 
Is that weird? Okay. <laughs> like, like I started counting it um, because everything is in first person, mm-hmm. right? And it's all like, I did this while I did that. And then I did this. And then this happened. And I was like, whatever, you know, everything is like that. Um, in, in the last one, there was like two sentences that didn't have the word I in it. And most of them had I two or three times in it. Well, I mean, it was just just strange. And it just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just nitpicking. I, I noticed it, but it didn't bother me because first person things always overuse the word I, but I know there wasn't much. Okay. So there wasn't, I will get into that. So there wasn't much padding or details provided to break up the eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a lot of the time it'll be like, you know, I saw this. This was, you know, lots of details. Not this one. I saw this. I went here. I did this. You know, like it just was was uh, very uh, succinct. Yeah, and honestly, it, I'm not shitting on this guy's writing or anything like that because there is a market for this. The, people like this kind of shit on the internet, you know? Yeah. But this, it seems to be uh, that really the pros, I don't really care, honestly, when writers get very, you know, overly wordy for no yeah. real reason. It, it kind of annoys me sometimes. But the exact opposite also annoys me. But this, uh, which would be how this is, kind of the exact opposite. But this actually uh, sound or it it's kind of like this is a story. It could be told across a campfire. It could be wherever. It's more focused on the story than the writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's where you go instead of how you get there. Yes. Um. But, but okay. I don't know, but okay. Where was the destination good enough for you then? In most cases, no. Yeah. But I, agree. I, I have harder times with short stories. Uh, a lot of the time, the endings kind of suck a lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time, they kind of suck all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the endings, because it drops you in a second act and you either finish up at the end of the third or you don't get a third act in a lot of... Uh, Short yeah. stories. And so uh, it seemed more often than not, these you didn't get a third act. It, it, there was no ending. Well, Especially like there, how to exit a, your body. There was a lot of them that implied a third act by like a standalone sentence at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, let's see if I can get an example. I can. Um, um the I discovered the meaning of life one, the standalone sentence at the end made it like was the best part of it. Not the best yeah. part, but it, it, the story didn't work without that last part, you know. So mm-hmm. that worked very well in that one. However, you know, a diner open 25 hours a day. Let's see if that one had it because it that one really was, kind of annoyed me. But exit your body did. Um, the other one didn't. Yeah. Okay. A diner open twenty five hours a day does do a a uh, you know try to kind of subvert your expectations on the very last one yeah. as well. 
right. um, Wife Won't Stop Talking had one. Axe Man's Lullaby had one. Um, Never Use Cheat Codes kind of did. It had like an exclamation sentence at the end of it. <laughs> and then Elevator Code didn't. So two out of seven didn't end with the standalone yeah, like the Ouija board one. Uh, never used cheat codes on a Ouija board. I'm re looking at the last sentence. That's a terrible way to end that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it tonally it didn't fit. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of like if it was a funnier tone, then that would be fine. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it was like a like a John dies at the end or something like that. Yeah, like dial weird. Yeah, or like just a bizarro. If it was just more bizarro, mm-hmm. then that would fit. But it was just like it's trying to come off as being scary, and then I don't know. It drops that truth bomb on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, truth so it's bomb. just kind of I don't know. Uh, there were there were certain things that I did like about it. I didn't just hate this or anything yeah. like that. It was fine. It just was. Uh, it seems like whenever you have stories this short, then you should have, you shouldn't just be writing a story to write a story. And this feels like maybe two of these would make its way into most collections, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. anyway, whatever. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Uh, I did enjoy, uh, there were two that I liked. Yeah. What was your, what were your favorites? I liked how to exit your body. I just didn't really like the ending. I thought it, that could have been a cool, like, yeah, longer... Yeah, like, uh, okay, so that's the first one in, mm-hmm. in the collection. And, like, I thought that one was really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was a neat idea, in a way, in a more cynical way. Um, it It was sort of felt like a cash grab on any sort of buzzword regarding sleep, though. You know, because it brings in sleep paralysis and, lucid you know, dream. lucid dreaming. And, and it's just like. Plus, it, it, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All I was going to say is plus, uh, how do two best friends like both have all that shit? <laughs> like, sorry. Well, maybe maybe it implies that they met each like that they're best friends because they have that. Well, if it implied it, it did it weekly. Not weekly, as in <laughs> once every seven days. <laughs> W-E-A-K. Anyway, um, yeah, but I thought that that would have been a better, longer tale. You know, that would have been a fine novella. You needed a third act on that to get some sort of resolution other than just like, don't touch the water on the other side. <laughs> but then, but here's the thing, though. Okay. If If you added a third act to that, You'd have to explain what that was. You know what I mean? Like, or you don't, because he, here's I think the fundamental flaw of all of these mm-hmm. is they're a premise to yeah. a story. Yeah. Okay. Except for um, X Man, I guess the X Man X Man's lullaby is a complete story. Yeah, sort of. Um. <laughs> well. There's a there's a resolution to it, but all of the other ones are a premise. Yeah, they're, which is fine not even for Reddit really a, posts, huh? Which is fine for Reddit posts. Exactly. 
And it's just like, I feel, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it's almost a cop out. You know, it's like this, this guy I know is known for making creepy pastas. Mm-hmm. I just hate saying it. <laughs> um, and um, am I getting old? Okay. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, he's, he's known for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And this book is just a collection of like, quote unquote, his best stories from the past year or so is what he says in the in the epilogue. And it's like, I feel like if you're going to release a book of them, that's grounds for expansion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, take those creepy pastas that people already know and, and yeah. add to them. Exactly. Uh, in fact, a book that I really love, uh, Pen Pal by Dathan Auerbach. Um, yeah. It it was that. It was something that he posted on Reddit, and then he expanded upon it, and it turned into a really good book. Like, a really good book. A lot of people shit on it because they're the, the exact same thing. Like, oh, this is Reddit posts, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, kind of. Uh, yeah. But I, it was a fully fledged, like, fleshed out book. It was 200, 200 pages or so. But In the epilogue, um, Christopher Maxim does say that He's, I don't know if it's out yet already, but he's expanding the elevator code one into an actual book to a full length book. It's um, just that explores like the (laughs) history, yeah, yeah, basically that explores the history of the hotel and stuff. Um, but I don't know, that's what I'm saying. It's like the first one was neat, and then as I kept going through, I'm just like, these aren't even full stories. I mean, I guess uh, Diner Open 25 Hours a Day kind of is, too. Kind of. But, I don't know. That's that's my major criticism. Yeah, and and I'm right there with you. I mean, I am right there with you. It's just kind of like, you know, okay, one thing we don't really get the chance to uh, talk about I enjoyed uh, this had some illustrations in it and I thought those yeah, were kind of cool. Yeah, which is which is odd. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, in a good way. Yeah, I, I liked like a lot it, of the it illustrations. It was a welcome surprise. Mhm. Um so anyway, that was cool. Um and honestly if I'm just trying to think outside, you know, play devil's advocate with my own uh line of thoughts, if there's a market for it and people enjoy it, then great. You know, yeah. it's just not for me. And yeah. so that's, uh, that's just me trying to be more nicer and, and more rational uh, about this. Um, but my gut instinct is that I'm not sure that I would read more Christopher Maxim. And that sucks because this just might be, his weakest book. Every author has a book that's not going to be the best, you know? Yeah. I so, think if um, if I gave him another chance, I wouldn't go for a short story collection. Yeah. I, I want to I see how, how he handles um, more long form. And I don't even mean like a, you know, The Stand or something like that. No, I'm you talking mean The Shining. Just, just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like to see how, how a, like if this book, you know, novel sized was one story, how does he deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, okay. So other than that, this past week, I started reading at another collection 
And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to say it because unless we review it on here or whatever, but uh, I'm not going to say the name of this collection, but I will say this other collection is nowhere near as good as this. So good job, Christopher Maxim. <laughs> like <laughs> you, were, you killed this other collection. Um, but like, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't for me. It, but hey, you know, looking on on Amazon, is it this book or is it another Christopher Maxim book that had a really good rating? Uh, Th- this one honestly has a pretty good rating on other stuff. I don't know about on Amazon. Yeah, okay. It's got almost five star, basically five star rating. Um, so there is a market, unless those are, you know, fake reviews. No, no, there are definitely... <laughs> there, there's definitely a market for this sort of thing. Otherwise, you know, No Sleep and, like, the Creepypasty Wiki... And stuff like that wouldn't have anybody on it. Um, in twenty, eh, I want to say it was early twenty twelve, maybe yeah, right around early twenty twelve. Has no sleep been around that long? Probably. Okay. Well, it was either no sleep or one of the other <laughs> creepy pastas, uh, where you know I I read it. Uh, in my apartment. <laughs> Sorry. What? Reddit. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I I used to read it in my apartment and I was into it at the time. It's just I got more into longer form, you know. I, I wasn't reading a ton of horror. We've talked about that on the podcast that both of us actually are much more movie people or, or actually Maybe not currently, but we used to be much more movie people than mm-hmm. than book people. Um, and so I really enjoyed it back when I wasn't reading longer horror. Now I yeah. just kind of like longer stuff. But not too long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so. But also, like, there, I think there's a... Um, I think there's a place for it. Definitely. It's just not in our Kindles. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I it was just there was just something lacking about it to me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think honestly it's just that it it was the style. The style is creepy pastas, and I'm just not really into that anymore. Yeah. So Good job for him. It's a 4.8 out of 5 average rating. 32 reviews. People like it. It's yeah. Not, not really up my alley. I would give it a 3 out of 5 because I didn't think that it was terrible or anything like that. I just, uh, I thought some of the premises were good. My favorite two, uh, we didn't really fully expand upon, but it was How to Leave Your Body and... Uh, exit. Exit. Uh, or <laughs> Yeah. How to Exit Your Body, my bad. And... um what, what the hell was my that? wife won't stop talking yeah my wife won't stop talking she won't stop sleep talking yeah. yeah those were my two favorite also and i think um they might have coincidentally been the longest ones huh that there's probably something to that yeah so all because right just what, had a little bit more oh uh, review? i i honestly um two two out of like, five yeah to be honest so, okay. Well, uh, that's fine. 
I mean, our two out of our two and a half is average. Yeah, you know, so. actually, I was thinking three out of five is more average. I'm gonna downgrade mine to two and a half. <laughs> so just, well, no, just it it was average. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. whatever. We're mean. I, I don't <laughs> feel good. I'll put it that way. But hey, I also, if, if if Christopher Maxim want to comes on come come on the show and defend himself, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll probably be well, nice. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's how it We'll probably what? Be nice. I mean, we're, <laughs> probably. We're not, we've had authors on where we didn't really like the books. Yeah. And, and now I'm friends with Ryan. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked that book. In fact, I actually remember being bummed that you didn't like it because yeah, you I, did. You I were. <laughs> I sent you a text that was like, "God, I wish I could read this again for the first time." Then we come on here, and you're like, "Fucking sucked, man." I hate. <laughs> I know it's like you. You came up to me like, you know, like a a cat that was proud that it caught a like a a bird in the yard, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, look at this thing I did that's so awesome for you. And then I'm just like, sucks. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I'm the one that lost the whatever. You're cynical, too. All right. You want to talk about hereditary? Well, I mean, that's kind of what we're here for. All right. We will. You want to just go right now? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> We're back. We're talking Hereditary, brand new film from A24. Um, I don't know the writer and director, Ari Lister, I believe is the Aster. Ari Aster. Okay. Well, good. Good. You're close, though. Yeah, for pulling it out of my head. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, remember at that Frightmare where, when I didn't know that lady and she's like, you yeah, don't know me. And the, I pulled her name. The other, the other Reagan from <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exorcist. Yeah, Eileen Dietz. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I know you. You're Eileen Dietz. I'm just not starstruck. <laughs> like by anyone. No, no there, there was a little bit more of a beat in between there. You're like, it's you're Arlene Dietz. Because I remember like looking at you like, oh, God, please know who she is. <laughs> yeah, she was very nice. Uh, yeah, she was. But yeah, she was more just kind of like, no one knows who I am. And yeah. then we were like, I'm nah, so you- sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, nah, we know you. You're Eileen Deeds, right? <laughs> and she's like, yes. And then we drank beer with her. Yeah. But we partied for the rest of the night. And by that, I mean, probably 10 minutes. Probably. <laughs> but she was nice. Um, okay. So back to hereditary. Uh, I don't have the official synopsis. Do you? Oh, my God. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty on point. Yeah, I don't really want to give much of the the plot away because I went into this with just knowledge of the trailer and uh-huh. which tells you really nothing just has a few uh, creepy moments in the trailer. And that's it. The trailer didn't really do that. I, <laughs> Peach Down voted me on Reddit. <laughs> I'm going to do it too. Where are you at? Anyway, um, 
<laughs> so it really, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot about this at all. Well, see, going into it, I thought it was a completely different, um, like a, a completely different movie. Well, n- not tonally or anything like that. Or I knew it was going to involve like, um, I thought more of a witchy type thing, you know, mm-hmm. like actual witches, you know, like the end of Suspiria, like, <laughs> like the grandma was going to pop up after she died and was like, I'm the monster and explode. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> you know, just like Suspiria. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, I thought it was going to be something similar, but a completely different plot. Mm-hmm. And then some things happened in the movie that, uh, made it to where my plot would be impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, things I was not expecting. There's a few things that really subverts the audience expectations about this. Yeah. Um, and, Go ahead and say them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this movie has amazing acting in it. Amazing yeah. acting. Tony Collette, Carries this film, um, which, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? De- Gabriel Byrne. I always want to say yeah. David Byrne. But uh, <laughs> this is not my house. <laughs> You're not my wife. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Gabriel Byrne, you know, he who has done quite a, a few great acting roles in the past and this he's kind of just uh subdued and, i feel like he had like 10 lines total in the whole movie <laughs> yeah shit clint downvoted me on reddit too i i gave you an upvote on oh, counteracting man. our friends who are assholes <laughs> yeah uh so just just by just to let everyone know i had posted a few things if you go on reddit <laughs> I don't want to say I'm on here uh, because there's some spoilers, but um, on Reddit, it's universally lauded, this film. Everybody's like, there's over a thousand comments of like, oh, yes, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I I cried and I did not feel that way. Um, I liked it. But anyway, we'll we'll get into this. Uh, No, no, Brian, I shit you not. I read a ton of these comments and there were at least 10 that were like, I cried. Oh, out of horror or no, because they loved it so much? They cried because it uh, mostly at some of the sad things that happened to the family. But it's yeah. like this this whole film, nothing but good or nothing good happens to the family. <laughs> no, it gets steadily worse. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. So I guess it kind of pulls through at the end. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> um so, yeah, I I don't know. I, like I said, I think that the acting was uh, top notch. Uh, yeah. And I don't know the son's name, uh, but Alex he, Wolf. He was great in this film, too. Mm-hmm. Tony. So was, so was the little girl. She was uh, Billy Shapiro. But she didn't really talk. I a have lot. the IMDb page. I don't know. <laughs> she just kind of clucked. All these people by heart. You know, I, I don't really feel that she did much. Yeah. I mean, but she she did the, you know, creepy, not talking, like, Damien style thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. She did that well. 
And she, unfortunately, I believe that she's probably uh, going to always be remembered by this role. Yeah. You know, just. Yep. Just like the kid who played Damien. (laughs) <laughs> you know sam neil <laughs> yeah yep um <laughs> why is damien in jurassic park um but yeah i don't know i how much do you want to give away none oh uh, all of it <laughs> <laughs> movie came out like two days ago yeah i don't know i mean like okay so, I don't want to give away too much of it because it kind of is a twist. You know, there's a sort of a mystery element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know because we can't really talk too much about it without giving things away. This is why we don't usually do current movies. Yeah. I mean, not like we spoiler the hell out of anything usually anyway. No. Um,. Yeah, I I do not. I think this film is one that gets ruined if you know the twist or if you know really much at all going on on in the film. I will say that uh, without getting into it, uh, I will say that uh, you can expect for nothing really good to happen to the family. Mm -hmm. And that's not really a twist or anything like that. Um and you can expect for there to be, uh, I believe it even says in the trailer that uh, psychological problems, mental health issues are are involved. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't really know. There's not much you can say other than the, the strengths and weaknesses. I, I felt that the weakness of this film for me was the incredibly ungodly slow pacing. See, I think it worked, though. Like, because in the movie, you're never quite sure what's really happening. Right? Yeah. Or maybe not never. Well, but you there don't are definitely know some... the mom is having an episode. Yeah. And I don't know. That long, kind of decompressed, drawn-out way of showing it um i think to me like increased like the anxiety you might be having a if if that makes sense that makes sense but i don't know um so i didn't think it, it really took away too much for me it didn't from it didn't for me but i do think that it was a weakness like mm-hmm. as far as weaknesses in the film go and you know we are pretty we always make our opinion known and we look for weaknesses we look for strengths even in things we don't like we look for strengths and things we love we look for weakness you know we wouldn't be doing what we do we wouldn't be we the world just... class reviewers <laughs> that we are no if... but i mean we wouldn't have a conversation otherwise yeah. especially on bad things like I didn't like it. It sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, one Nick, out of Nick five. Uh, yeah. I like our impersonations of ourselves. <laughs> I'm Craig and I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Craig and I'm also stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that was the only downside. Um, mm-hmm. And pacing. 
the uh, the pacing and it was thematically here we go (laughs) it was thematically the exact same as another film that the same studio put out not that long ago and that what film would that be craig i can't say well not even really thematically (laughs) just a modern interpretation of the exact same plot to me me and brian have had disagreements about it me and reddit have had disagreements about it (laughs) but now that i'm seeing it appears that it's all been my friends downvoting me and reddit thanks guys dude i upvoted you hey you know what if they both actually did downvote me then i'm at a plus one (laughs) no look at you look at you getting that that sweet sweet karma yeah that which i think you start out with a plus one right yeah because you you by default are already upvoting your own thing yeah so anyway um so back to where you started yeah i i would recommend this film to anyone yeah so uh did you think it was the scariest movie of all time on no not not even i didn't even think it was scary now now craig there was one part that made you jump <laughs> there's a part in a lot of things that make me jump <laughs> no, i'm just joking. um Okay, uh, I don't think it, it was definitely creepy. It was definitely uncomfortable, but I don't know if it was scary. Yeah, it had a real slow dread the entire yeah. time, and I think it kind of made you nervous. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it played on your nerves, played on anxiety, that kind of thing. But it didn't really. It, it there was nothing in it that was scary. It was just like, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, man, this family's got a heart. Oh, no, it's getting worse. You know, <laughs> that that's kind of where it came from. Um, I think uh, like a lot of m- movies that actually do end up kind of, you know, giving me second thoughts and stuff later. This one, this one was scarier after watching than before because it's the type of film you don't just uh, quit watching and forget. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of think about certain things. And if just thinking about uncomfortable stuff equates to scary, which I think it does for some people, then this is one that sticks with you. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that there's a big conversation to be had in the wake of watching this film and unfortunately for our podcast we can't really i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for anyone but i also want to make people aware that you know if you are like me and read the marketing you know that this is like some sort of like scariest film ever or anything like that and not that i thought that it would be the scariest film ever but i thought that it would be scary you know mm-hmm. it was a bummer that it really wasn't yeah, but this is the same freaking studio that said it comes at night was one of the scariest films. You know, ever. I still haven't seen that. Really, it, it's not. It's not even a horror story. Yeah, yeah, I remember the marketing for that being real weird. Yeah, it, and them being like the scariest film of 2017, and it wasn't. But so what is <laughs> of 2017? I don't sure. know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like that Hell House LLC scared me. Like Mm -hmm. legit scared me. I was like, oh my gosh. But it was also the opposite of this film where whenever it was over, I'd never really thought about plot wise ever again. 
Yeah. So well, I mean, what this movie has going for it is that it's dense. You know, there's a lot of stuff to unpack in it because there's there's a lot of details and there's a lot of things you can assume. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot left to your imagination, which I think for some people, it's the old like Hitchcock effect, makes it scarier. Yeah. You know, these things that you don't see, your your mind automatically puts in the thing you can think of. Okay. And in a lot of times, that's worse for people than if it was spelled out right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So there could be a little bit of that going on, too. Sure. And, you know, this does... Uh, I don't think that it's a spoiler to say that uh, there's some occult stuff going on in, in this film. And mm-hmm. some people... I've noticed that, uh, you know, whereas, like, slashers and, and stuff like that, scare some people they're never up on any scariest films of all time list whereas mm-hmm. occult and paranormal and ghost stuff always are you know so <laughs> see for for like people like my wife though it's the complete opposite um she finds like like real slasher flicks and stuff like that way scarier because it could happen i thought she hated the evil dead because it was so scary no that's me didn't she um no she just doesn't generally like horror movies but the ones that are like like actual like this could happen in real life ones are the ones she doesn't like or or the ones that are scariest to her kelsey's my wife uh she's like that as well like the ones that could actually like so criminal minds and shit like that scares her more than horror films yeah i mean and and so like um, she really likes, you know, like vampire movie or not really likes, but like she'll watch like vampire movies or werewolves or stuff like that, you know, cause it's not real maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if you look on, you know, scariest films of all time list, they're generally paranormal yeah. or, or occult. And yeah, so, you get like Rosemary's baby and Omen and stuff like that. So I think that maybe that's why this kind of uh falls under that because it does deal with the occult and people are pretty much afraid of that a lot of the people are like i'm glad you mentioned that because it made me remember something i was going to say like i think and, and this is a common thing is that this movie relied a lot on like shortcut tropes okay so like we talked about how decompressed it was. Um, and it, it's, there's honestly not that many things that actually happen. No. In the, in the movie, but you still are sad when you need to be sad and creeped out when you need to be creeped out and, you know, whatever, because it relies so heavily on like shortcuts. Okay. And so what I mean by that is like, um, you know, one of the characters has dissociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, that's just used as sort of a, <laughs> there's one part where it's like, she's going through a laundry list of like mental things, you know? And it's just like, um, it's like, that's just used for a shortcut to get you to know that this person is crazy. 
you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or to justify all the other stuff that happens at the end. There's, um, you know, specific deaths, quote unquote. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying it like that, <laughs> but that are a shortcut to get you sad, right? And to um, strain certain relationships in the movie. You know, there's a cult, which is a shortcut to get people scared. Um, it's just like everything all all has this baggage behind it that moves the movie forward. Does it, does that make sense? Like you're you're not sad for the reason like oh I, I'm sad because this character's dead. You're sad because you know that you should be sad because a character is. No, I just think you're a sociopath. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about like at the beginning and stuff. <laughs> no, I got you. I'm playing. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you relate it to, you know. Yeah, and because it's so decompressed and and everything, you're relating it back to your own personal experiences and things. True. Because, because the people are... Um, well, lack of a better word, I mean, iconic. I don't mean iconic like they're going to live forever in the yeah, zeitgeist. Yeah, it starts with the I'm, grandma dying. I mean, we can say that. It's yeah, in yeah. the trailer. That's and, what I'm saying. It's like they're they're iconic because they um, are blank canvases. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's why things are iconic is because you can project yourself onto them or whatever. Yeah. Okay? Um, and so it starts with like, you know, the, the archetypical grandma, like she looks like a random grandma, like anyone's grandma. Hey, random looks grandma like that lady would be a the, good band name. Huh? Random grandma. Anyone's grandma? <laughs> no, random. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so it's just, it starts off with her being dead and you're like, oh, I should be sad because that could be anyone's grandma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're not sad because this character you like is dead. Yeah. It, no, I I got you. Yeah, cuz it starts off you there's no frame of reference for the grandma and then yeah. less than a scene later it appears only one person in the family's actually sad about her passing. Yeah. Like the 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 mom is like, you know, immediately we had a complex relationship, blah, blah, blah. You know, so you realize that she's not just a normal grandma. And then the mm-hmm. son, the father peeps in at the son. And he's like, you doing OK? And he's like, ah. you know? <laughs> like yeah. And then so he's you, like, all right, we'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're aware immediately that this isn't your normal grandma baking cookies, you know, just sweet woman. You don't know her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you applying that, implying that people with problems can't bake cookies? Sounds like. <laughs> but, yeah, gonna, I see what you're saying. There's shortcuts used. I thought you meant a certain other death in the film was a shortcut. I was like, I don't know, man. That was kind of sad. <laughs> but uh, I, I get that. And it also, this film, you also kind of feel like because... Uh, you know, disassociative, disassociative identity disorder. It plays a factor in the in them uh, that you're a fly on the wall watching all this crazy shit happen, right? 
-hmm. like you're never I never really felt emotionally not emotionally invested but like I I I felt like the characters all of them could have been unreliable narrators you know that you couldn't really trust any of them at any given time not not really the father because he was just kind of like hey I'm here but like the mom the son and the daughter all of them come from this uh you know a come from a background where and the fact that the film's named hereditary yeah i was gonna say i was i was gonna say are you gonna do it so they (laughs) they come they come from this background where lots and lots of crazy shit uh mental uh, unhealth ran and both sides apparently both sides of the mom's family like the father her dad starved himself to death oh yeah yeah, the mom (laughs) the mom was crazy uh, her brother, yeah, uh, had killed himself and stuff. It, it, like from from having, uh, I guess he had multiple personality as well, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. So, but so the you know Tony Collette has this in her genes, and then her kids have it in their genes. So at any time, I was like, you, I don't you really could, know. You could say it's hereditary (laughs) yeah 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 so at any time you didn't know if you could trust that these characters weren't going to just flip on on a dime not to say you didn't care about them or anything it's just i always felt like i wasn't really i couldn't trust any of the characters i didn't know where they were coming from until i was probably three quarters of the way through the film yeah which is about when things start making um or falling into place but no whenever i was saying like you know, it, it relies on a lot of tropes. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't go back in and kind of fill things in. It does, but it uses those, um, those shortcuts to kind of get things rolling. And in a way, um, you know, that could be seen as clever use of the tropes, you know, to kind of set you up with these certain expectations and then, you know, dash them upon the rocks sort of thing. But I don't know. I'm just saying you could also see it as just, you know, cheap shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you want to elaborate further or just kind of give it a rating and let the audience Eh, probably give it a rating? I would say it's a four out of five. For me, me it was very strong. Do it. Me too. Oh wow. Okay. It was it was a strong film. I liked it. Uh, I don't have the blind devotion to it that apparently Reddit does. Uh, if you say, <laughs> sorry, I, I said something slightly critical, and uh, uh, and my friends downvoted me. Thanks, friends. Well, yeah, it was it was us. <laughs> yeah, and but and, I got a response you know, uh, from it. Uh, I, I don't know. The consensus over a thousand comments on Reddit is that this is like just an amazing, the best film ever. And it, it was good. It was very good. It wasn't the best film ever. That's all I'm saying. I, don't know. I mean, it's still, I, I do like, uh, occult movies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And this one was cool. Like it was good. It was. I mean, like I'd be leaning more towards a four and a half. If there was like a, couple of things you know um there there, it's just shy of that for me but i think 
in in my heart of hearts, it's a four. Yeah, it, I I totally agree. I mean, it's so- solid, solidly above average. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say, and also this is one that people should check out in theaters. I feel like it works a lot better than mm-hmm. on a small screen. On a small screen, I, I might have been tempted to leave or not like leave or just do other shit out yeah Yeah. play on your phone do whatever but this this movie needs your whole attention yep because there's a lot of things going on that you may not catch yeah there's there's lots of little subtle things yeah but yeah anyway yeah check it out and with that, I guess we will be back in two weeks we'd love to hear from you and find out what you thought of this film or the book um and uh we would love to hear your suggestions so tweet us at b and e pod on twitter check out bmoviesandebooks.com for all your b movie and ebook needs <laughs> and mm-hmm. we will see you in 2 weeks the podcast you just heard is part of the b and e network brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com mm-hmm.